Thursday, happy Thursday, happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. We in here. Yes, indeedy. Yes, indeedy. We in here. We in here. We got a good one. We got a good one. We got a good one. When you come in, hit those like buttons. Hit those like buttons. Let us know who you are. Say good evening. Say good evening when you come in. When you come in, say good evening. And drop those anchor emojis if you're anchored in the Lord. Yeah! It's our Friday. seen good to be seen good to be seen we have had a power packed week 
I know, I know, I know, I know, I get it. It's all good. We good. We good. Let's roll. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lady Mayberry preached an awesome, awesome word. And it is uploaded on the podcast. Be sure to download that word from on high. Thank God for all that he's doing in the life of our ministries. Yes, indeed. When you come in, drop those anchors. Let me know that you're anchored in the Lord. Yeah, I'm anchored. I'm anchored. My soul has been anchored. Yes, sir. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, come on in here. Come on in here. Come on in here. I see ya. Sister Brittany, I see ya. I see ya. I see ya. I see ya. Come on in here. Uh Uh-huh. We got a good one. Sounds so good, don't you agree? In-house. Productions. That's right, that's right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's move, let's move, let's move, let's move, let's move. Celebrating our small victories. Got a shout out people that's been supporting all across the globe shout out to the people in south america uh frankfurt brussels belgium dublin ireland cologne germany rocky mountain house canada sacramento california san jose california minnesota bless you shot town Wichita, Kansas, Ashburn, Virginia, PVU, Preview University, Garland, Texas, Dallas, Texas, Crowley, Texas, Midlothian, and Mansfield. We got some new ones in here. Watch this. About to blow you out the water. We done made it to the motherland. Lagos, Nigeria. We appreciate your support. And I'm not even going to try to pronounce these other. But they in Brazil. God bless you. Thank you for your downloads and your support. We pray that you are being blessed. We got another five-star rating. And six new followers on the podcast and we're one away from 50 on this channel JTM Ministries praise the Lord for our small victories praise God praise God praise God we're doing good we're doing good we're doing good we're doing good yes we are building and we're trying to empower impact influence and encourage those across 
the globe. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. If by chance you haven't had the opportunity to follow us on one or more of our platforms, HOD TV is our church YouTube channel. Go ahead, like and subscribe. Beat Sessions with Nita is Lady Mayberry's makeup artist page. She's on YouTube, she's on Instagram, and she's on Facebook. House of Deliverance of Crowley, Texas. On Twitch, Facebook, Mafia Outreach Ministries is another one of ours. You can look us up at we www.wearemafia.com.com.com. Yeah, we trying to do some great things in the kingdom. Trying to do some great things in the kingdom. Yes, Lord. We have a good one. We have a good one tonight. We got a good one tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got a good one. We got a good one. We got a good one. But before we get there, let's do this. Battles won, will I win every soul? Nah, but I die trying. Cause I'm sick of my community suffering and mama's crying. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So there's nothing that my girl can't change, including me. Yo, I live by his word, and nothing else. Cause this word is so sufficient, it can stand on my itself. See, the truth will set you free. Set you free, true indeed. Cause I'm walking through the valley with the Lord as my lead. Give me a mission to reach to you. Pray I will succeed And so far my friends been answered Cause I got the tools I need So I'ma keep on pushing Let them edit my story If the end is about the Christ I won't see you to get the glory Yo, 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 we in here. Shout out to those that just came in the building. Didi, we see ya. We see ya, we see ya, we see ya, we see ya, we see ya. Yeah, it's time to go, it's time to go, it's time to go. Let's get it, let's get it, let's get it. Before we go, we have to offer. And enforce our disclaimer. 
Copyright Disclaimer Under Section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976, allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit, educational, or personal use tips the balance in favor of fair use. Yes, we got that out the way. We got that out the way. I didn't understand how imperative that was. Yeah, we'll talk about it on another. We ain't gonna give the devil no glory. But praise the Lord. Yeah, we practice our fair use. Yeah. Yes, indeedy. Yes, indeedy. We see ya. Brother Bo Dean is in the house. Praise the Lord for everybody else that's in the house. Good evening. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Preacher's Corner. Go ahead and drop those anchor emojis if you're anchored in the Lord, in the Lord. Tonight, we have the daughter of the Bishop T.D. Jakes. We have Pastor Sarah Roberts Jakes. Jakes Roberts. Excuse me. Yes, she is phenomenal. And you'll see just how phenomenal she is in just a moment. Just a moment. So without further ado, let's get it. For this message, I prayed for you to be watching online for this message. My prayer when I began studying was that God would make sure every person who needed this word would be in this room. I don't count it a coincidence that you're here. And I've learned something about stepping into a platform that, um, first of all, Bishop and First Lady, I mean, my God, this is not just a church, this is holy ground. And one of the things that I know when you are walking on holy ground is that you don't just step into it, that you ask God for vision, that you ask God for clarity, because I know how my father feels about you and I wanted to make sure that even in his absence, that the word would continue to flow, that the word would come forth. So I pray, God, everyone who needs to be in this room, God, every situation, every household, every burden, every worry, God, every purpose, every dream that needs to hear this word, God, attract them to this room. Let them overcome every obstacle that would keep them from coming into this room so that when they get in this room, that strongholds would come down, that chains would be broken. And I don't know about you, but I wish I had about 10 people who would just praise God in advance. I wish I had about five more people that would praise God in advance, that you would praise God like the prayer has already been answered. Like you would praise God like the child had already been saved. That you would praise God for the generational blessings that are coming down through your family. For the generational curses that are going to be broken. You didn't just step into church, you stepped into a moment. You stepped into divine authority. And you brought everything that needed divine authority into the room with you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I hear God saying, I'll serve you according to the level of your expectation. 
So if your expectation is low, you better watch who you're sitting next to because you might mess around and get some of the overflow. I'm expecting great things. I'm expecting powerful breakthrough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. My mother used to say glory, glory, glory. She would walk through the house and she would just say glory, glory, glory. And I didn't know why she was saying it. She didn't pray, she would just say glory, glory, glory. And I recognized she was making a demand from heaven. I don't need resources. I don't need another connection. What I need is glory, 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 glory. Over my house, over my finances. Glory, 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 glory. The doctors can't give you glory. The bank can't give you glory. But you're in the right place at the right time for glory. First Samuel 23. I'm gonna start in verse nine. If you're visiting, it is our custom to stand for the reading of the word. You pray for my feet. I'll make sure you sit down as soon as possible. If you don't, I'm going to just read the whole Bible. Because I'm petty like that. No, I'm just kidding. First Samuel 23, verse 9. When we enter into this text, David is on the run. You see, his anointing has come to the place of maturity in which it is a problem for those who were once blessed by him. I wish I could say that. Nobody minds you being anointing, anointed. It's just when your anointing begins to push up against who they thought you were. His anointing is causing problems. That's what the anointing is supposed to do. It's supposed to shake some things. That's why I told you to be careful who you were standing by because if you're standing by somebody who recognizes their anointing, it's gonna shake something. David is on the run. Saul is after him. Saul is the king that is in position, but he is not the king that is anointed for the role. Just because someone's in position doesn't mean that they are anointed for the role. Don't give up what God has given you because someone else is in position because position doesn't mean that they're anointed for it. He's on the run, and he hears that there is an issue taking place in Keilah. The Philistines are attacking a city that is close to where he is hiding. He goes into that city, he attacks the Philistines, and then he gets word that Saul is headed to him. In verse nine it says, when David knew that Saul plotted evil against him. He said to Abiathar the priest, bring the ephod here. Then David said, O Lord God of Israel, your servant has certainly heard that Saul seeks to come to Keilah to destroy the city for my sake. 
Will the men of Keilah deliver me into his hand? Will the people who I just served turn around and turn me over to my enemies? Will Saul come down as your servant has heard? O Lord God of Israel, I pray, tell your servant. And the Lord said, he will come down. Then David said, will the men of Keilah deliver me and my men into the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, they will deliver you. So this is where we are in the text. Everything is falling apart. And yet David is staying connected to God in the middle of things falling apart. They're falling apart and coming together at the same time, to be honest. But we'll get into that later. Spirit of the living God, we receive what heaven knows this moment is supposed to be. God, we're not here for our own performances or fancy footwork. We're here to hear from you, God. God, I thank you for every person in this room, every household represented, every trauma, every future, every triumph, every victory. And I thank you, God, that you see us completely and entirely. And that this word will be evidence that you hear our prayers, even the ones we are afraid to utter. God, I pray that this would be a fresh wind, that there would be nothing standing in between the flow of the Holy Spirit. And as the Holy Spirit flows, may it carry our hearts, our mind, our spirit to the highest thought, the highest way of being, and that is to be connected to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. You know, when I am studying the Word and studying the Bible, there are moments when I study and my purpose in studying is to get a word for myself. God, I need you to show me something about your history in scripture. And then there are moments where I challenge myself to not just study the word with the intent of getting something for myself, but to study with the intent of learning more about God. What does this teach me about the character of God? If you're one of those people who are diving back into the word, I want you to write down that question and I want you to study scripture with that in mind. What does this teach me about the character of God? So many times we hear people say, I wanna get closer to God, I wanna know more about God. And yet when we open the scripture, we sleep in five to 10 minutes because I wanna know more about God, but sometimes reading doesn't allow me to make the connection. And so when I study, I ask myself, what is this showing me about God? Most recently, in my prayer and study time, I realized something that I had never seen before. When I asked that question, what does this teach me about the character of God? I instantly learned that God doesn't mind starting over never really thought about it until I was studying in Genesis. I saw that God is our creator, but I also recognized in Genesis 6 that God doesn't mind starting over. You see, we care about starting over because we live with the consciousness of time. 
And starting over means that I'm losing time, that I've already started in one area, so to move to another career, which means I'm losing all of the time I invested in what was. And yet we serve a God who doesn't live within the realm of time. He created time itself. So starting over is nothing to him. Starting over doesn't bother him. If you don't believe me, when you hear Jesus in the New Testament saying that he's going to tear down the temple, God started the temple. But I don't mind starting over again because the ultimate goal is for me to get to what I have in mind. And if it requires me starting over, I don't mind doing that. Now, everyone's got that one piece of Ikea furniture that you realized about halfway through. I missed a step. And you have the option of taking it apart or starting over or just telling everyone before they sit down, hey, be careful before you sit down over there because <laughs> I don't have time to start over. <laughs> this idea of starting over crystallized for me in Genesis 6 in which God has decided that humanity must start over. We know the story of Noah, how God is going to flood the earth, because I'm going to start over. Genesis 1 says that God created male and female on day six of creation, and he blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. In Genesis 9 and 1, after they've been in the ark for 40 days and 40 nights, he says the exact same words to them. Be fruitful and multiply. I'm starting over. But the expectation is the same, even in the starting over. That's important because a lot of times when we start over, we think to ourselves, what is the new expectation now that I'm starting over? And yet when God starts over, what God says is you're starting over, but my expectation for you is still the same. My expectation is that you will still be fruitful and that you'll still multiply, even in a new environment. Not every environment requires a new expectation. I'm still calling you to purpose, even though you are in a new environment. When we shifted into the pandemic, the environment changed, but the expectation did not change. I still expect for someone to be spreading the word of God. I still expect for you to be functioning in who I've called you to be. And the thing that stands in the way of so many of our healing and our breakthrough is that we think every time we start over that we need a new expectation. You see, God's word sets an expectation for us. When God says that you're fearfully and wonderfully made, that is an expectation of your consciousness. So that expectation doesn't change even after you've gone through the divorce. That expectation doesn't change even after you've gone through the trauma, you're still fearfully and wonderfully made. And every time we start over, we destroy the identity of what was before. But God says, before I release you, I'm going to give you an expectation. I feel this for somebody. You're not going to be in a new environment without God already setting the expectation for you when you get there. I don't know who you are, but I feel like we just stumbled into something because you're in a new environment and you're wondering, I don't know what they expected me. And 
God says, my expectation is the only expectation that should matter in this new environment. And I expect for you to go into that room and to change that room, not change because you are in that room. That's the expectation I set for you. My father told me, don't forget who you are. Why did he tell me that? Because he knew I was going to be released into environments and that I would need to hold on to the expectation of my identity. God's not going to release you before setting the expectation. If you haven't been released, the expectation hasn't been set. But if you've been released, there is an expectation for you when you come into the room. My husband tells my children, you need to walk like you're, someone's expecting you to be there. What's, what you say when you say what you said to the kids? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> he tells them to walk with purpose and passion like someone's going to be waiting for them to get there when they arrive because the expectation, oh God, I wish I could say this the way that I feel it. But there is an expectation when I come into the room. And I don't mean man-made expectations. I mean a spiritual expectation for why I'm in this room. God didn't just place you in that family. He says, I've got an expectation for what you can do in that family. God didn't just place you into that job. I've got an expectation for who you can be when you're in that job. I brought you into that room to establish something. I brought you into that family to break something. I got an expectation connected to your name. That's why I'm not just going to drop you off after the ark. I'm going to tell you before I release you, be fruitful and multiply. That's God's expectation. I expect you to be fruitful and I expect you to multiply. But I'm not multiplying with much. That's the beauty of multiplication. You don't need much for multiplication. You don't need much. If God said, I want you to add when you get into the room, you'd be in trouble. But because God only speaks in multiplication, you don't have to have much when you get in the room. I mean, I got much but I got something that God can multiply. It may just be me and my babies for a minute, but I got something that God can multiply. The bank didn't approve it. Man didn't endorse it. But if God multiplies it, you serve a God of multiplication. That's why generational curses are broken because when it breaks off of you, it breaks off of everything connected to you because he works in multiplication. That's why generational blessings go from generation. Hello, you standing in a generational blessing because God speaks in multiplication. When my father started preaching at 19 years old, he didn't even know that I would be stepping into what he does, but God knew that when he said yes, that the multiplication was going to flow down through the bloodline. Multiplication, multiplication. I dare you to yell it over your house. I dare you to yell it over your finances. Turn me up in the monitors. I dare you to yell it over your dreams. Multiplication, multiplication, multiplication. That's what glory does. Glory multiplies. That's what breakthrough does. Breakthrough multiplies. So when God gives me a word, the word is meant to multiply. It's not just a word from me in this season. Somebody's received a word <laughs> so that their children don't have to receive the word. Because if you get it the right way, my children won't need to be validated. My children won't have low self-esteem. My children won't have brokenness. Because if I receive this word, this word's going to multiply through the generations. If I receive this word, then my children are automatically going to know that 
being fruitful and multiplying is what we do. I dare you to grab that word that God gave you and recognize that this word is a multiplying word. This ain't no regular word. This ain't no ordinary existence. This ain't no ordinary anointing hovering over your life. I know the devil tried to take you out. I know depression tried to kill you, but I hear God saying that it wasn't warfare, it was wordfare. That it was coming after your word. It was coming after that expectation. It was coming after your multiplication. You're still called to multiply. New environment, same expectation. You're still called to multiply. You're still on this earth because God says I can multiply that. Man, I wasn't even. That's why we have to be intentional about extracting poison and brokenness that's in us because that multiplies too. That's why it's not cute when it shows up in your children and you didn't even teach it to them. Somebody's gonna slay a devil so that their kids don't have to slay the same devil. I refuse to let it multiply again on my watch. It can't multiply with my kids. I refuse to see another person struggling to understand their worth. It can't multiply on my watch. I wish I had just one or two people who would decide that it can't multiply in my community any longer. It was multiplying until it ran into me. And when it ran into me, it couldn't multiply any longer. Because I decided it was time for some new math. It was time for a new way of being. It was time for a new way of praying. I'm a first generation, but I won't be the last generation because multiplication Multiplication is what God has called me to do God Doesn't place an expectation Where there is no ability It's important for us to know that God's not expecting anything from you that he doesn't know that you have the ability to fulfill. He's not haunting you, he's not taunting you. The reason why that expectation is in front of you is because God says if you stretch, you can fulfill it. So, God has started the world over again. And I realized in studying that part of the process, part of the reason why God doesn't mind starting over is because God recognizes the difference between starting over and starting from scratch. See, starting over is not the same as starting from scratch. That piece of Ikea furniture, you can take apart and you can put it together more effectively because you know better the path on how to put it together. 
So starting over is not starting from scratch. That means that even when you're starting your life over that you don't disconnect from everything that led you into this moment because if you disconnect from it, you'll disconnect from the wisdom and the power and the strength and the faithfulness. I want somebody to know who's starting over, that you are not starting from scratch. And I come up against every thought in your own mind that's making you believe that you're starting from scratch. And I hear God saying that if you don't get anything else out of this message, I want you to understand that starting over is not the same thing as starting from scratch. That I preloaded this new environment with everything that you needed to step into this moment. Starting over is not starting from scratch. If you don't believe me, let me pull some Bible in it. Because when he tells them to be fruitful and multiply, he doesn't put the sun in the the sky or the star in the skies in Genesis 9 because he already did that. You're starting over, but you're not starting from scratch. You're stepping into a new role, but you're not starting from scratch. God said, I gave you everything you needed, that I gave you every thought, every mind. God, I'm not going to be able to leave this alone until somebody understands that you're not starting from scratch, that there's wisdom connected to those wounds, that there's power connected to that breakup, that there's strength connected to you moving forward. You're not starting from scratch. You're not starting from scratch. And sometimes you gotta remind yourself that you're not starting from scratch because the enemy would have you believe that you're down to nothing. But God wants you to understand that anytime I move you into something new, that I prepared the way. The Bible would tell us that he went ahead of us and he made the crooked path straight. I'm walking in a new path, but God has already gone ahead of me and I'm not starting from scratch. Before Jesus even came into the earth to start his ministry, John the Baptist went ahead of him. So it really wasn't the start of his ministry because John went ahead of him so he didn't have to start from scratch. You're not starting from scratch. Somebody's in the role right now teaching them how to deal with minds like yours so you won't have to start from scratch. And I want to talk to people who God has called to be a trailblazer. And I want you to understand that I know the burden is on your shoulders and sometimes it feels like you're starting from scratch but I hear God saying that if you will be willing to start from scratch it means that when someone else steps into the role they won't have to start from where you started from there's a generational thing in this room I don't know what this is about but I hear God saying that your daughter and your child is not going to have to start from the same starting point that you started with that your community is not going to have to start from the same starting point that you started with this wasn't supposed to be a generational blessing but there must be a generational message somewhere in here because someone is doing something today that is going to change the way their families do it their communities do it for generations to come i'm studying because i won't let my child start from scratch I'm going to therapy because I won't let my child start from scratch. I'm in my word because I won't let my child start from scratch. I know somebody didn't start it from you, but it can start with you if you get with it. It can start with you if you got about it. It's going to start with me. It's going to start with me. It's going to start with me because when it starts with me, it's going to multiply with me. I don't know why this turned into a generational thing, but maybe 
Maybe the attack is about the generations. <laughs> Somebody in this room is an innovator. You're doing something you've never seen before. <laughs> Not just with your hands. I'm talking about with your spirit. I'm doing something I've never seen before. I'm tapping into a sound I've never heard before. This is not my message. But it must be your word. Somebody made a decision that we gotta start this thing over. It's too toxic, we gotta start it over. We don't communicate well, we gotta start it over. The business not performing well, we gotta start it over. If God's not scared of starting over and I'm made in his image, then maybe I shouldn't be afraid of starting over either. Maybe I'm not starting from scratch so I can start over. Cause I got more tools this time when I start over. I got more wisdom this time when I start over. I'm not that same little person I used to be. I'm bigger, I'm better. I done figured out who my God is. I done figured out how to tap into the sound of heaven. Devil, you can't have my mind. I'm not starting from scratch. I've seen your games before. I've seen your tricks before. And I've seen you fail before. You should have took me out when you had the chance. But I messed around and found out that when God said no weapon formed against you will prosper, he was talking to me too. again. I'm about to run up on my breakthrough again. I'm about to run up on power again. I'm starting over. I'm starting over. I'm getting my mind back. I'm starting over. I'm getting my strength back. I'm starting over. I'm getting my power back. It looks like everything is falling apart, but I'm not starting from scratch because all while it was falling apart, I said, let me grab that wisdom. Let me grab that power. Let me grab that creativity. What is she doing? She's making sure she got everything she needs when she start over. She's making sure. You didn't hijack my message, so you better start over now. You didn't hijack my message, so you better make hell nervous now. You got me out here. So if we out here, we might as well break something. If you're claiming victory over your house, I rebuke the devourer. I'm starting over. I won't just sit here anymore. I'm starting over. I'm picking up the pieces. I'm getting back into therapy. I'm gonna go back to the gym because I gotta fight. I'm anointed for the altercation. I'm anointed for the breakthrough. Start over, start over, start over. I don't care how many times we've been in it, I can still start over. I'm not afraid of starting over because starting over allows me to have progression. We did therapy before, I'm starting over. 
I prayed for that child before I'm starting over. Somebody stopped praying. I hear God saying, your prayer life needs to start over. Somebody stopped worshiping. I hear God saying, your worship needs to start over. Why? Because the power you need to push through this next dimension, you're not going to get it on Google. You're not going to get it on social media. You need a divine connection for this start over. What we doing? What we doing, God? The goal is to be sensitive in the starting over. Starting over makes you sensitive. God, I sense you're doing something, but I don't want to get ahead of you, and I don't want to be behind you, so I've got to be sensitive when I start over. Saul and David are in an interesting position because Saul was anointed to be king. Wasn't going to be a good king, but he was still anointed for the time that he was in. <laughs> and now David is anointed to take over what Saul started. And the issue is that you've got what God did at war with what God is doing. Oh, they don't like that. There are moments when what God did is at war with what God is doing. started the temple, now it's time for the Messiah. What I did must become undone so that what I'm doing can emerge. Saul is not necessarily wrong for fighting for his position. He's just not sensitive enough to ask God, am I fighting for what you did? and warring against what you're doing. They don't like that. They don't like that. What if I told you that sometimes you're praying for God to bless what he's trying to kill? They don't like that. They don't like that, but it's true. Saul is fighting for what God did. Somebody's fighting for what God did and God says, I'm trying to show you what I'm doing. And Joshua, he says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Shall you not know it? Because there are moments where we don't understand that God is doing something different. So I gotta be willing to let go of what God did. My goal is to stay married to who God is in every moment, not to stay married to what God did. I don't know about you, but I don't wanna carry around yesterday's blessing. 
and miss tomorrow's moment. I don't want to carry around yesterday's breakthrough, but God wants to bring me breakthrough in another area. I hear God saying that you are limiting me to what I did, which means you're going to miss what I'm doing because you got to understand I got a fresh wind for your life. That means the old wind has got to go away. And I know you cried about it and I know it hurts your feelings, but I hear God saying, if you step into what I'm doing, you'll see. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. This moment in the text, what God did and what God is doing is at war. <laughs> this moment that we're standing in right now is what God did and what God's doing, standing in war. My kids are, the older kids are at an age where they're transitioning into adulthood. And who God told me to be to them when they were children, I'm having to back up to see who I'm supposed to be to them now. But if I insist on hanging on to who I was to them yesterday, I may lose them in the process because I don't want anything to change. But we serve a God who doesn't mind starting over, which means there gotta be moments where we release our hold. I don't know what you're holding on to, but I dare you to ask God, am I holding on to what you did and missing out on what you're doing? And David becomes so sensitive in this moment because he realizes that I can't just fight Saul the way I fought the Philistines. <laughs> he didn't ask for the priest to bring him the ephod when he had to fight the Philistines. Because he knows that the Philistines and God, that, that God and he have a common enemy in the Philistines. God help me. You don't need to really ask God to help you or should you break up with that toxic person. You know that. Now you know that. Sometimes you and God have a common enemy. I know God doesn't want me depressed. I know God doesn't want me addicted. But what do you do when you're running up against something and you aren't so sure that God wants me to move into this next dimension? So David, Ask the priest to bring the ephod. Because at this moment, there is an undoing. If I had any title for this message, I would call it the undoing. Because David recognizes that before I can determine my next move, there's a certain sacred position I must take. There is a sacred position that I need for this undoing. Sometimes we need to fight. Other moments we need to assume the sacred position. That makes me sensitive so that I don't fight something that God's already got figured out. So I'm not worried 
about something that God already has figured out. So I, I can't just go into the presence of God the way that I went into the presence of God before because I recognize the undoing is a sacred moment. Because if I don't do this the right way, I can mess everything up. Let's talk about pressure. The pressure of transitioning into what God is doing. If I don't do this right, I could ruin the marriage. If I don't do this right, I could lose the children. If I don't do this right, I could lose the opportunity. And culture would tell us that this means we need to boost up our ego and that we need to have more pride and moments of transition and to go into beast mode. But I wanna challenge you to go into sacred mode. David knows when to be a beast against the Philistines and when to be a worshiper in the undoing. Hmm. So he tells the priest, bring the ephod. Somebody needs to understand that there is a new, a new wardrobe that you have to put on in the spirit. I gotta come before his throne differently in this season. Because I recognize that if I am going to step into what I've been anointed for, that I don't want blood on my hands in the process. God, I don't want promotion by any means necessary. David says, I don't want to take Saul out just so that I can move into the next mission. Promotion by any means necessary could put me in a position where I end up just like the very thing I've been called to change. But God, if you make me sensitive, I won't lose myself in the process. God, if you help me to understand how I can have purpose in this relationship, I won't lose myself in the process. God, if you show me how to transform and to walk into this new identity, I won't lose everything in the process. I hear God saying, you can have everything that I have assigned to your name. I don't know who's worried about transition, meaning that you're going to lose. I hear God saying, you won't lose anything that I have promised you if you learn to be sensitive in the undoing. God says, stay still in the undoing. Everything going to fall beside you but if you stay sacred in the undoing that I'm going to anchor you in the middle of everything falling apart in Hebrews it would say everything that can be shaken will be shaken so that that which cannot be shaken can remain how do I become someone who cannot be shaken in the middle of undoing I anchor myself I put on the full armor of God and I say to the situation I'm not scared of you but I know how to finesse my way through the this position. I know how to finesse myself through this war. I hear God saying that the best way you can finesse yourself through the war is to make it sacred. This isn't an ordinary moment. This is a God thing. That I'm not just in this circumstance by happenstance. This is a God moment. This is a God thing. God, I don't want to be more crazy. I'm already too crazy. I don't want to be more crazy after I grow through this. So, so show me how to transition. God. And when I was praying, God told me that many of us are facing 
undoings. But not many of us realize that the undoing is the beginning. This moment in the text is the undoing of Saul's reign so that David's reign can emerge. And a lot of times we don't think that God has shifted anything until we've stepped into the moment. But the moment they break ground on a lot, the house is already being built. When the ground is being undone so that the foundation can be set, the house is already in motion. And so often we feel that the undoing means that everything is falling apart. But what God sees is that it's coming together in the undoing. There is a term in business and it's called brand revitalization. It's when a brand record, I'm gonna read it to you the way I wrote it to you. Brand revitalization is a strategic process initiated for improving the existing product, process, or brand to meet the changing demands and requirements of the consumers in the evolving market. It is a corrective measure applied when the business or the product is at the maturity or decline stage of its life cycle and is on the verge of becoming obsolete. Brand revitalization. It's when a business recognizes that what I was known for is beginning to decline. So I've got to expand so that I can begin to take territory and begin to see profit instead of decline. For example, Dunkin' Donuts recently changed its name to just Dunkin' because it no longer wants to be known just for donuts. When people are drinking coffee and trying to be on the go. But in order for it to transition from Dunkin' Donuts to just Dunkin', there was a strategy that said there is a decline taking place. And because there is a decline, I'm not going to shut everything down altogether. I'm going to use the equity of what was and throw it into the dimension of what will become. I hear God saying somebody's got equity in what was. And that you've been thinking that you're starting over, but it's really a revitalization. Oh God, I hear God saying I'm about to change your name. I'm about to change the way your identity is set up. And it's not going to be starting over. It's a revitalization. It's still Duncan, but it's got a, something a little different to it because God helped me to see that I needed to be sensitive in the decline. Be sensitive. Somebody yell out, Lord, make me sensitive in the decline. Make me sensitive in the decline. Help me to recognize that just because something is coming down doesn't mean that I have to go down with it. That there's a strategy that will help me understand how I navigate this moment so that I can make sure that I'm still going from glory to glory to glory. Glory to glory to glory. It's still connected to your name. Multiplication is still connected to your name. Somebody's going through a revitalization. I don't know about you, but I'm crazy enough to believe that the church is 
is going through revitalization. I believe that one thing had to go so that another thing could emerge, so that a new glory could set place in your house. I don't know what you've had to say goodbye to, but I hear God saying, I wish you would finally play the funeral music and go and accept that it has declined so that that new thing can be birthed. I hear God saying that marriage isn't going back to what it was, that it's gonna be something it could have never been unless it went through the struggle. I hear God saying someone is praying for God to have revival and God is saying instead there could be revitalization. If you're willing to let what it was, let it go. Let it go. <laughs> the reason why I chose this text is because it was interesting to me that David asked for the ephod. Any other time we see him asking the Lord what he should do, he doesn't ask for the ephod. But there was something about this moment and something about what's happening in my own life that made me realize that I was approaching change and transition and circumstances in the same way that I faced them before, bracing myself. Not sensitive, you can't be sensitive and braced at the same time. And God was requiring a vulnerability from me that I couldn't give him. And I told my sister this. I said, I feel like God is asking me to trust him in a way that I've never had to trust him before. God, you're asking me to trust you with my life in a way I've never had to trust you before. Y'all are so sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost that you're just gonna let me be out here. But this is what I'm gonna tell you. There are some moments where God pivots on you so fast. And it's not that I can't pivot, but I've never had to trust you with my health before. I've never had to trust you with my child before. And so I'm bracing myself for disappointment. I'm bracing myself for the decline. And I hear God saying that what you expect is what you will receive. And if you would change your expectation, then you will see that you can be open in the change because you recognize that every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord and that I wouldn't bring you this far to leave you. If I'm pivoting you, it's because I got somewhere to take that eyes haven't seen and ears haven't heard. So I need you to remove that fix. I need you to remove that wall. The undoing must take place. The walls must come down. The old way must die. Old things have passed away. I'm ready for the new thing that God is doing. So let it come undone. Let it come undone. Let it come undone. I won't hold on any longer. Let it come undone. God, break the walls down. God, break the old way of thinking down. God, I'm ready to come undone. I don't think you're gonna play me. I don't think you're gonna trick me. But I'm scared. And nothing makes your worship more powerful than the moments when you realize
I'm scared. But I trust you anyway. You want to talk about an intimate encounter? I'm going to give it to you anyway. I don't know what you're going to do with these broken pieces. But I'm going to give it to you anyway. I don't know what you can do with this gift and this talent and this dream, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. I felt like God was telling me, Sarah, if you don't let it come undone, then I can't build it to what it's supposed to be. I can't build you into who you're supposed to be. The undoing is the beginning. It's how you become the type of praying grandmother that you had in your own life. She didn't just get there. She had some things come undone. I called my daddy, I said, this is what it took for you to be who you were. You had to let some things come undone. 25 years, so many things came undone. Oh God, but so many things were built back up. Woo. I ran around this church coming undone. Divorce with two kids, coming undone. And my daddy still got up here and preached. You through your divorces and your changes and your grief because he recognized that God can build it back. And they say it flows from the head. And if he could withstand the undoing, <laughs> My Jesus was on the cross. His body was coming undone so that the Holy Spirit could emerge. But even in the process of coming undone, he was still the Messiah. And he looked over and that man on the cross beside him said, would you remember me? Cause I'm still who I am. Even when I'm coming undone. I'm still anointed for the altercation. Even when I'm coming undone, you can undo everything, but you can't undo what God gave me. My anointing is still intact. My hope is still intact. <laughs> I might not have the car, but I'm still anointed. I may not have the same house, but I'm still anointed. You may not be in that relationship, but that relationship didn't break you up with your anointing. That child may be crazy, but crazy don't touch the anointing. Depression don't touch the anointing. Suicidal thoughts don't touch the anointing. I'm still anointed. I'm still anointed. Depression, I demand you to come undone in the name of Jesus. Breakthrough, I demand you to emerge in the name of Jesus. Generational curses, I demand you come undone in the name of Jesus. And you're not taking me out with you. I'm gonna stand where God has planted me. I'm gonna be who God has called me to be. You're listening to The Preacher's Corner. 
Brought to you by In-House Productions with your host Pastor JT, Senior Pastor of House of Deliverance of Crowley, Texas. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. This is an in-house production. My God! Mmm! Lord have mercy. Wee! Give God some glory. God, the undoing, the undoing, the undoing, the undoing, my God, I looked it up, the undoing, definition, is a person, uh, ruin, or downfall, the cause of a person's ruin, or downfall, Ooh, good God Almighty, I believe I say that again. A person's ruin or downfall has to come a loose. God Almighty. Some of us believe we're all put together. And some of us have put ourselves together the way we want to be put together. But God is wanting us to start over. God Almighty, God Almighty, I got some old, Ooh, good God Almighty, I got a bunch of notes, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, hmm, you say we have to, uh, I don't know which one I want to go, God Almighty, your anointing should cause some problems, conflict is attractive, to the anointing man she was all in my business good god almighty uh ooh, god almighty there's wisdom in wounds <laughs> how many of us know that the the, the undoing and starting over hurt sometime mm, god almighty god almighty there's wisdom in wounds we have to prepare to make preparations for a new direction prepare to do something new in other words i got i'm gonna need this i'm gonna need this okay this worked the last time and so i'm gonna use this i'm gonna utilize this we have to prepare to go into a new direction i remember i did a series uh it was called a reset and this reminds me a lot of it and then in, in, in that series we were hitting the reset button starting over God Almighty and in that process we must understand that we have to be sensitive in the starting over can't be can't be all tensed and, and embraced we have to be in our sacred positions Good God Almighty, that was good. That was good. Oh man, uh, uh, we we ma- we must become undone. So what I'm doing, God says, it needs to be in a place where it can emerge. We must become undone so He can emerge within us. We must be careful. 
when fighting to protect or carry on things that God did. Whew. While at the same time warring against what God is doing. God Almighty. We still stuck on and amazed by the things that God did in our lives and warring against what God is doing right now in our lives. Oh my God. So, some of the things that, that are being shifted out of our comfortable place of position, things that we know to be in a place where we, we, we used to them being, God is secretly moving them out of the way, out of our comfort zone in order for us to grow and emerge into who he's creating us, I-N-G, right now, into being. Mm. But we give the enemy so much credit about the conflict that comes upon our lives, we miss it and war against what God is doing in our lives. He's moving some people out of our lives purposely, but we think they trying to be funny. He's moving us away from jobs. He's taking us to different places, places that we wouldn't ordinarily go, taking us out of our comfort zone, and we're warring against it because it's not familiar to us. Ah, God Almighty, ah, I'm about to lose my mind. We're warring against what God is doing we could be holding on to former blessings when god is processing new ones mm. i'm holding on to 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 this, to this new car i'm holding on to this new job i'm holding on to this new relationship but god is continuing to flow god is continuing to bless but we're so amazed by what he's done and not focusing on what he is doing. God doesn't never stop blessing. We just get in the place where we're celebrating the blessings. Oh my God. Oh man. I, I, I'm reminded this, this keeps taking me back to, to things that I've, I did a, uh, it, it wasn't called Preacher's Corner then. It was called uh, 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 chop it up with Pastor JT, and in that lesson, it's 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 on it's on the cha on the page. It was called Starters and Finishers. God Almighty, a starter is a person who initiates, or one that brings to and en en engage in activity or a process. See, in the starting over, we're engaging in activity processing still moving a finisher finishes God is the finisher he inserts us into places where he create us to start God Almighty oh Lord we can't limit God we can't limit God we cannot limit God to what he did and miss what he is doing oh my god today we limit him all the time on what he did he delivered me from 
He delivered me from. He delivered me from. And he delivered me from that too. But miss the fact that he's delivering you from the things that we need deliverance from now. Oh, Lord, help. 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 God is doing a new thing. Oh, we still celebrating the old thing. God Almighty. He's doing a new thing. And, and, and I love the fact that she said that uh, about the sacred position. There's a sacred position that we must assume for the undoing that makes us sensitive to what God is doing. If it's loud around us, a lot of confusion, a lot of heartache and pain, a lot of depression, and, and, and we're unable to, 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 to do the things of God, we're not in a sacred position. We're unable to be undone. God wants us to be in a sensitive place where we can hear. If you notice, she went all the way away from her message. And she'll have to stop and pause and listen. God Almighty. God was undoing her message. She wanted to go another way. But God took her a totally different direction than what she planned for. He took her to another dimension right before our eyes. If it, for, for the people that don't believe in God, they just saw right there how, what God is capable of doing. Her, her message was pre-rehearsed. And she got up there into a sensitive, sacred position and God utilized his power to shift the whole atmosphere. God Almighty. Ooh, Lord, help us. Uh, we have to accept the challenge. She put the challenge before us. She said, do you accept the challenge to relinquish the moment to transition into beast mode and become sensitive enough to go into a sacred mode? You got to know when to be a beast or a worshiper. <laughs> God Almighty, you gotta know when when it's time to go in the beast mode and when it's time to go in the worship mode. You gotta know when to shut your mouth and when to get on your face. God Almighty, you gotta get in the in, in, in the sacred position. Ooh, we must ask God to show us how to transition. We got to we got to want to know how to transition to transition from here where I am spiritually to here. We have to desire to be different. Oh man, the brand when she got to talk about the brand. Oh my God, another moment of confirmation. If y'all haven't noticed. Uh, my page used to be called this page right here used to be called JT's Graphic Designs uh, the church page used to be called House of Deliverance of Crowley, Texas I'm talking about the YouTube channels and God told me to rebrand 
revitalization. Ooh, God Almighty. He said, our brand had to been changed. Change it from JT's graphic designs of being a consumer and helper of other businesses for profit <laughs> to JTM Ministries Ooh, to prophesy for me. <laughs> God Almighty. Revitalization. Rebrand. Right there. God Almighty, God Almighty, God Almighty. Ooh, that stirred me up. That stirred me up. We can't be in a sensitive, a sensitive posture or position braced at the same time we gotta know that we can trust the Lord we, we, we have so many so many things that we we, we we desire to do so many things we desire to become we, we, we want to fulfill all of the dreams that we we've dreamed but we're scared I seen so many people saying up in the comments that they were afraid, that they were scared. And how often do we preach at HOD that we're scared of the unfamiliar? We're comfortable with familiarity. God wants to take you to a different dimension, a different destination spiritually, but we are afraid to let things sin go. For the simple fact, we are afraid of what will become because we don't know what tomorrow holds. We need to start trusting in our Creator, in our Father, in our Savior, and stop putting the place back on us. God Almighty, I hope you were blessed. I hope you were blessed. I hope you were blessed. That was good. That was good. That was good. That was good. Let me go to the comments. Uh, I like that one. I like that one. Lady Mayberry, she called a good one. Conflict is definitely attracted to the anointing. I'm a firm. I'm a witness. I'm a witness. I'm a witness. It's, it's nothing every week is something different from a different angle it's something different if you, you got to be out of your mind if you think that I live a, 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 a peaceful life don't don't nothing try me or test me I'm tested at every angle daily but I understand I have to get in that sacred position to listen and hear from God. I learned how to, re re to react opposed to responding. Ooh, Lord, that's good. That's good. That's good. Still anointed and coming undone. Sister David said, change my expectations. I'm ready for a new thing. God bless you. Call it out. Put it out there in the atmosphere. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Brother Bodine said, make me sensitive 
in the den in the decline. Sister Tiff say she's speaking my language when she got to talk about that business stuff. I understand. Yes. Lord, show me how to transition. Digging stings. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. And it's good we put these in the comments because we're, we're, we're putting it in the atmosphere. Not just commenting. We're putting it in the atmosphere. So pray about these things that we made the comments on. Especially, Sister Mary, you said, Lord, help me. You know what it is that you are needing the help in. Call it out by name. God already knows what it is. But he's waiting on you to relinquish it and place it into his hands. I know he's ready to transition and take a lot of us to another level. But we cannot be afraid to go to the next level. Sister David says comfort kills you. Comfort does. It kills you. It kills you. It ki I don't even go home the same way. I go home different way every single time. I don't like eating the same thing. I want I want something different. Different expectations. Different expectations. Different expectations. I love it. I love it. I love it. She was on point. On point. On point. On point. Let me make sure I got everything. God Almighty. God Almighty. No, I didn't get it. Huh? I had a whole nother page of note. Woo. Let's back all the way back up because this was good. When she first started, she said, study with the intent mm, to get something from God or to learn the character of God. She said when, when, when many of us open up that Bible, we get to, we, we, we get to reading and, and studying just to be studying, just to be reading. Study with the intent to get something from God or to learn the character of God. Another nugget was our expectations should establish something spiritually. When we come before the throne of grace, we should expect something to be established spiritually within us. I love it when she said that glory multiplies. The word is meant to multiply. What you got tonight should multiply in the individual that you shared with. And it should multiply in the individual that you shared it with so great that they share it with somebody else. Ooh, God doesn't place expectation where there is no ability. You can't have no expectations if God doesn't believe in your ability to share it to someone else. I love it. Great, 
word. I hope y'all were blessed, man. I hope y'all were blessed. I hope y'all were blessed. Awesome, 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 awesome word. Awesome word, awesome word, awesome word. Awesome word. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We have to stay connected. That's right. That's right. God to stay connected to the word. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Father God, we bless you. Thank you, God, for confirmation. Thank you, God, for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of your word, God. God, we ask right now in the name of Jesus that you touch each and every individual on this broadcast, God. Lord, you know where they're weak and they're weary. We ask right now in Jesus' name that you give them the, the confidence in you. The ability to start over. Not start over for, from scratch, but starting over in you. Lord, we ask right now in the name of Jesus that you intensify their trust, their faith, their ability to let go and allow you to have your way up in their lives. Deliver them from things that's hindering their growth even now, God. Give them the confidence to speak it out and call it out with boldness and clarity. Whether it be depression, whether it be anxiety, whether it be sickness, whether it be loneliness, allow them to call it out by name right now in Jesus' name. Lord, you know their heart. You know their mind. And you know their ability. We pray right now that you show them what they are capable of. By surrendering unto you. We'll be so careful to give you the praise, glory, and honor that you rightfully deserve. Father, we praise you. We magnify you for the transitioning that you're about to do in our lives. For the transitioning, for the new things that you're about to bring within our lives. For the new directions that you're about to take us to for the new assignments and, and, and new anointing that you're about to place over our lives Father we declare, declare and decree in Jesus name that the, the businesses that are about to open shall flourish in Jesus name the new endeavors that you're about to trust us with. The property that you're about to place in our hands. The, the large amount of finances that you're about to place in our hands. That we'll be stewards. And not be starstruck by the blessings. That you are done. And focus on the, the miracles that you are capable of doing. In Jesus name. We ask it all. Amen. 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 Thank you Lord. 
for a powerful week. Every single broadcast has been anointed. Every single every single broadcast has been great. If y'all missed it, go back and revisit what was uploaded on this week. Glory to your name, God. Glory to your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. There's some great things in store for us. I'm saying us, because I'm talking, I'm talking about everybody that's tuned in and everybody that's listening. And everybody that shall listen and receive it wholeheartedly. We have to believe it and receive it. That God is about to do a new thing within us. Hallelujah. 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 Looking forward to Sunday morning. I invite y'all to join us Sunday morning. House of Deliverance of Crowley, Texas. Facebook page and HOD TV YouTube channel 10 a.m. The Lord has a word. I ask that y'all continue to keep us lifted in prayer because where there's all this kingdom business, there'll be a lot of conflict coming against the anointing. So continue to pray. For the vision and the expectations that's in store for this ministry. Before I leave you, I got something to drop on you. And that's to start now. Whatever it is, you've been procrastinating on starting. Start now. Get perfect later. Dream big. Use kind words. Say I love you. Say please and thank you. Be grateful. Help others. Don't whine. Be silly. I want to say that one again. Be silly. Keep calm. And carry on. It's my time. Salute. We definitely appreciate y'all for joining us. Y'all be blessed. Have a good night. In-house production.